0: Welcome to Tres Cuentos. Today we continue our journey through the stories of children heroes. Today's cuento comes from somewhere in Los Andes, also known as the Andean Mountains, which is the longest continental mountain range in the world and proudly stands along the western edge of South America. The source of this cuento is the website Stories to Grow By, by Elaine L. Lindy. You can find lots of very cool stories for children in their website, storiestogrowby.org. Tres Cuentos, the literary podcast dedicated to the traditional narratives of Latin America, is supported in part by a grant from the National Association of Latino Arts and Cultures, the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, the Ford Foundation, Southwest Airlines, and the CERDNA Foundation, through a grant from the NALAC Fund for the Arts Grant Program. As well, Tres Cuentos is supported in part by a grant from Alternate Roots. And for those who are asking, what is the answer to the last riddle? What has legs but cannot walk, has food on her back, and cannot even lunch? It is the table. Remember to give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on iTunes, Buzzsprout, iVox, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, or wherever you found the podcast listed. And visit our new website, TresCuentos.com. Also, you can now find us on Instagram. My name is Carolina Quiroga Stoltz, and I invite you to pay careful attention to the following cuento. It might remind you of a time in which you were in need and a brave friend was there to help you. The Magic Ball Long time ago, in the Andean mountains, lived a mean old witch that would sleep throughout the summer, but at the first snowfall, her cold, vicious eyes would open up full of evil delight. (laughs) Oh, winter was her hunting time. By some evil magic, she drew children to her one by one. The trick was her magic ball, a colorful, bright, and shining ball that she left in places where children would go play. It happens that one day, a brother and a sister, Luis and Natalia, were playing near a lake. They saw the magic ball at the foot of a little hill. Delighted with the shiny, bright ball, the girl ran to it. But to her surprise... As she drew nearby, the magic ball rolled away. Then, a little ways off, it came to rest again. Again, she ran to pick it up. And when she almost had it, the sneaky ball escaped. So Natalia followed the ball, always about to catch it, but never able to. As she ran, her older brother, Luis, followed her. The strange part was that every time the cunning magic ball stopped, it rested close to some berry bush or by the edge of a crystal clear spring. In that way, the children who had been led away by the shiny deceiving ball would always find at the moment of resting something to eat or drink to refresh themselves. At last, Natalia and Luis came to a place in the valley where a wide river ran between two great hills. The land was stern with mighty broken rocks, and here and there were patches of snow. Soon, great snowflakes appeared in a dark and gloomy air. Only at this point, the children realized they had been wandering off too far, and they had lost their way. Indifferent of their fears, the magic ball rolled on and the children followed it. At every step, the air grew colder and the sun weaker. Natalia and Luis hadn't come prepared for the harshness of this cold climate. But they were glad when the ball stopped at a black rock. Natalia picked it up. For a moment, she gazed at its beauty. <sighs> but only for a moment for no sooner had she gazed at it than it vanished as a soap bubble does. Natalia was so disappointed that she began to cry, <laughs> and her brother tried to cheer her up by holding her hands. That is when Luis realized that his sister's hands were awfully cold, so he led her to the north side of the rock where they would be better protected from the wind. There Natalia coiled herself up and was asleep in a minute. Luis sat down near the rock, thinking that as soon as his sister had rested, they needed to find their way back home. He tried hard to stay awake, holding his eyelids open with his fingers But it didn't work. The pine trees were slowly swaying back and forth, and the leaves were whispering a charm. Soon, Luis had fallen asleep too. While Natalia was comfortable in the niche, carved within the great stones, away from the blustering wind, the girl had a dream. A dream of home. Her mother, she thought, was combing her hair and singing as she did so. But as the mother in Natalia's dream kept stroking the girl's hair, the seemingly harmless action began to turn rough and careless. Soon, that woman was pulling Natalia's hair so hard that the girl cried in pain and woke up. (laughs) Feeling scared by such dreadful dream, the girl tried to stand up, but she couldn't. What really happened while Natalia was dreaming was that the mean old witch had bewitched her, making the girl's hair grow into the rocks so very closely that she could not even turn her head. All that she could do was to stretch forth her arms, and when she saw Luis, she called him. But he was not able to reach her, because the old witch had lifted an invisible wall around the rock through which her brother could not even pass. Natalia cried, Hermanito, come to me. Hermanita, I'm trying, but I can't. I can see you, uh, but there is something through which I cannot pass. Can you climb over? No, Natalia, I have reached as high as I can, but the wall that I cannot see goes up and up. But I will stay here with you, so don't be afraid. The children were terrified. It seemed like the worst nightmare. But just when they thought that it was all lost, they heard a voice of a great white owl. Things of the dark, things without name Stir clear of the blaze from a torch's red flame Luis, did you hear what the owl said? Yes, hermanita Does it mean anything to you? Not really It must mean that things in this horrible valley fear fire Leave me and go find some fire and please hurry up Luis was in no mood to leave his sister alone. But he agreed that it was better to do something than nothing at all. As the boys stood up, they both heard the Andean condor swooping over the rock and saying, Fire will conquer frosted death. Did you hear that, hermanito? It must be true. You must go quickly so you can return before it gets too dark. Now Luis was convinced about his mission, so he waved his sister a farewell and set off down the valley, following the condor that hovered in the air, at times darting away and then returning Luis knew that the great bird was leading him somewhere, so he followed. Soon, they were passing the Rio Chico River, until they reached the great place where two rivers met by a marshy, swampy lake. There, Luis saw a house, a poor structure made of earth and stones, snuggled in a warm fold of the hills. The condor flew high and then circled in the air, so Luis knew that he should stay there for a while. The boy gently pushed the door open and saw by the ashes in the fireplace that someone lived there, for there were red embers neatly covered to keep the fire alive. But since no one seemed to be home, Luis made himself useful and brought fresh water from the spring. He gathered wood and piled it neatly by the fireside. Next, he blew upon the embers and added twigs and sticks until he had a bright fire. The man who lived there must have come into the house somehow, because when Luis turned around, there he was, sitting on a stool and nodding his head. He offered his guest bread and yerba tea as they ate, and quenched their thirst. Luis told the old man what had happened to his sister. The old man said, Wicked is the old witch of the Andean Mountains. There's only one way to defeat her. Tell me, boy, do you know how? Could it be fire will conquer frosted death? Yes, that's it exactly. And trust me, there's no time to lose. Look, here comes your friend the condor. As the condor swooped low by the door, he shouted, Now with the cold, grows faint her breath. Fire will conquer frosted death. The old man reached down and took the dry end of a branch, lit up the fire, and gave it to Luis. Off the brother sped with the blazing stick, running right through the marshy, swampy lake. Straight through the water he splashed, and the spray dashed up on either side. He held the stick high to avoid the waters, but it wasn't high enough, for the splashing water quenched the fire. Frustrated, Luis had to return to the old man's house. Por favor, señor, give me a second stick. My sister must be freezing cold by now. Por favor, señor... I'll be more careful this time. I'll run around the lake, even if it takes me longer. The old man gave Luis a second blazing stick. Then the condor flew up towards the witch's mountain. At once, the brave boy set off. He ran around the lake, along the river's edge, over snow-clad hills, pausing only to catch his breath but when he tried to get a better hold of the lighted branch, he dropped it in the snow. When he picked it up, it was a charred black thing. Luis was sad, mad, and in despair, and could do nothing but return to the house, bearing the blackened stick and begging for a third chance. In that moment, they both heard the condor saying, Enter now grows, the maiden's breath. "'Night will bring her frosted death.'" Having said it like an arrow, the condor shoot up again into the sky. For a third time, Luis took a burning stick by the end. Running around the lake, he made straight for the mountain. He gripped the stick so tightly that his fingers hurt and continued racing, racing like a deer. A flamingo, seeing him, spread her wings and ran by his side and offered him a ride. On her back, Luis placed his free hand, and with that help, he sped as fast as the flamingo while her wings protected the flames. Oh, but the blazing fire grazed her neck and breast, until it became pink and red. The flamingo did not complain. She flew on. He went straight up the valley and over the rock where Natalia was being held captive. At once, Luis tipped the blazing stick into a heap of dried moss near his sister, up leaped the dancing flames, and with a loud and gigantic noise... The rock that had entrapped his sister exploded into a thousand pieces and the enchantment was broken. The power of the mean old witch of the Indian Mountains was gone forever. Natalia was free. With her gentle, cool hand, Natalia caressed the flamingo's chest, healing the burns. And that is why the flamingo has that pinkish color. As for Natalia and Luis, they lived for many, many years in the Green Valley, happily ever after. As for the mean old witch and her infamous magic ball, well, no one has heard of them. Some say that Luis' bravery put the wicked witch's plans to a halt. Y colorín colorado, este cuento se ha acabado. The end. Very well, dear listeners, let's talk about Los Andes. The Indian Mountains is the longest mountain range in the world and boasts some of the highest peaks. The range is also known for its volcanoes, ruins of long-ago civilizations, And the source of the malaria treatment. The origin of the name Andes has not been determined. Most people agree that it comes from the Quechua word anti, which translates to high crest. A minority argue that it comes from Antisuyu, which is one of the four regions of the Incas who once inhabited the range. The Andean Mountains are located along the entire western coast of South America, and they stretch about 4,500 miles long. The mountain range spans through seven countries, Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, and Argentina. The only mountains that are taller than the Andes are the Himalayan Mountains and their adjacent ranges including the Hindu Kush. The average elevation in the Andes is about 13,000 feet. The highest elevation in the Andes is Mount Aconcagua in Argentina, which is 22,841 feet above sea level. Because the Andean Mountains act as a large wall between the Pacific Ocean and the continent, They have a significant impact on the climate of the region. For instance, the northern part of the Andes is typically rainy and warm, and the weather is also wet in the eastern part of the central Andes. To the west, the dry climate is dominated by the Atacama Desert in northern Chile. The mountains form a rain cover over the eastern plains of Argentina, which have extremely dry weather. The Andean Mountains of South America are home to 99% of the tropical glaciers, which are permanent rivers of ice at high enough elevation not to be affected by the types of balmy temperatures usually associated with the tropics. As well, we find 50 volcanoes in the Andean Mountains, including the world's highest volcano, Ojos del Salado which is in the border between Chile and Argentina, and reaches 22,615 feet. Very well, dear listeners, it is about time for a riddle, and this one comes from the Andean region, specifically from Chile. What climbs up to the mouth carrying a load, and climbs down poor with nothing to show? And this is all for now. Tres Cuentos tells you that there is nothing better than having a sibling or a good friend that you can trust when you need it. In our last episode of Children Heroes, many people will go out in search of the waters of a magic lake, but only one with a kind heart, and lucky enough, will be able to bring back those waters. Until the next Cuento. Adios, adios. Tres Cuentos is an exercise of creative writing, researching, and retelling. This podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by Carolina Quiroga Stoltz. The Owl and the Old Man's Voice by Spencer Stoltz. And remember to follow Tres Cuentos on Facebook, iTunes, Buzz iVox, and now on Instagram. Also, visit our website, trescuentos.com. The music and sound effects were downloaded from the YouTube audio library and freesound.org. The list of credits per song and the sources of this story can be found in the transcript. Thanks for listening. Adiós, (laughs) adiós.